this thing is a great gift day, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, why is there a dryer sheet in your mailbox? Also, awesome prom dress. Does it come in Cool Ranch? And where is that ringing in my ear coming from? And, Doctor, do you know your right from your left? All this and much, much more we discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? There I am. <laughs> I'm on the old video there. Uh, we're broadcasting just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful town we like to call Marshville. And uh, I I have some, well, I don't want to say confessions to make, but um, I apologize. I'd like to apologize for the show being a day late. And a day late and a dollar short, I guess, is what the old saying is. But what happened was we had, excuse me, we had a big storm here. I say a storm. It rained all day here uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina and it rained and, and we live you know where we're at we're on 22 some odd acres out middle of nowhere my my like my dad used to say you fart and the, the power would go out well that's what happened the wind would blow and we'd lose power and the power would come back on and it would flicker on and off throughout the day and I said you know what with everything going on out there with gas shortages and everything I'm not going to take my chances of, of getting in the middle of a podcast and having the the power in the studio go completely off now granted we do have generators they're not automatic generators I have to go out there plug them in fire them up add gas to them and then that's a whole ordeal in itself. So literally, if the power was to go out, the podcast uh, would run on gasoline. Now, gasoline's getting short. Is it getting short, or did we just make it shorter? I, I, you know, you've been listening to it, and you've seen the memes, you've seen the photographs all over your Facebook page. It's it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous as far as we as humans, what we value and what we don't value. For example, toilet paper shortage. Okay, we value that, so we need to have toilet paper. Chicken wing shortage? Eh, you know what? I'll, I'll get something else off the menu. Ketchup shortage? Eh, I could, I could lose a couple with all the sugar, without all the sugar and the ketchup. Gasoline, not shortage, just a disruption in the feed. It's kind of like losing the internet for a little bit. Oh, you know, it'll come back. It'll come back in a minute. I'll be all right. In the meantime, everyone's freaking out because, you know, they're not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to get gas. I'm not going to be able to go to work. Now, hold on a minute. Not going to be able to get to work. Just a few weeks ago, you were working from your freaking bed in your pajamas on your little laptop or whatever you do for work, if you've got that kind of job, fortunate enough. And the other flip side of that is, they can't find enough people to run the restaurants that, that you can't work from home. You know, you, they need servers and hospitality industry. And so, you know, they're not going to work or not driving to work or as many people are driving to work. I need, I need my, my, I need gas in my car to go down and get my check. Anyway, so, uh, it's, the pipeline's back on. So don't worry, everyone. Everyone take a deep breath in, relax, stretch. We'll get through this. It, it'll it'll take maybe a day or two, maybe a day or two, and we'll be back up and running. Now everyone's worried about the gas prices. Gas prices are going up. Well, there's a lot of things going up. Um, price of, of a lot of things are going up, but we're upset about the gas, and everyone blames the president and stuff. Uh, but we don't get into all that. Uh, we are a light and a fluffy show. Uh, we try to be positive, as much positive as we possibly can here, because you guys get enough negativity in your life through other atmospheres of social media. Now, I, on the other hand, I got... A a little upset. I say a little upset. I got I got mad. I got mad at myself. No one else, just myself. And it's one of those things where you're like going, God, I wish I could have seen that coming or I wouldn't have done it. Now, the other night, uh, I, was, I was making tea. Now, my doctor has told me that I'm supposed to no more smoothies. It's nature's candy. You can't have all that sugar. All right, fine, doctor. 
Um, so I, she's like, well, just have like a, like get water and, and put like squeeze lemon in it. So I do the, the lemon in a bottled juice, you know, just a couple squeeze. I'm not going to squeeze lemons all day. I'm not a friggin' bar back, you know, a little bit of lemon, a little bit of lime, mix it up. I'm good to go. Well, what's happened is by drinking that, my, I've got what they call acidic mouth, which is debatable depending on what side of the country you're on. But I, the acid would actually infect like my little taste buds and stuff and they would hurt. Oh man, it would hurt. You ever try to eat when you got like a little infected taste bud? or a little, little angry taste bud on there. So I was like, this this too much citrus. So I said, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll make a tea, a brew tea, a steep tea, a southern tea. Now, you know, with southern tea, you boil it. You boil it. There's no other way around. Or you could do sun tea. You could put a big jar and put it on the front porch or back porch. Hopefully the neighbor kids won't touch it. And you can sun brew it. So we, you know, gallon of or a pot of water, put a couple tea bags in it, let it boil till it starts foaming, and then cut it off. And you do, let it steep. Northern people have no idea what I'm talking about. But it's okay. It's a southern thing. And then once it once it gets to room temperature, then you pour the tea into a jug, preferably a glass jug if you can find it, or some kind of container. And then it, here in the south, depending on who makes the tea, my dad used to make the tea, two full cups of sugar. One, two. Uh, found out the other day for every gallon of, for every five gallons of um, tea that McDonald's makes, they put a pound of sugar. One big pound of sugar per five gallons or something like it. It's some weird, it, they were using a pound of sugar for something. That's why it's so sweet there. So um, I said I can't drink just tea plain, straight out of from water to pitcher. I have to add a little bit of sugar. So I've I've opted to doing just three quarter cups of sugar in a gallon of tea, just to take the bitterness out of the tea. So I'm good with that. So that's what I've been drinking tea all day long. I make it really really strong, and then I even cut it in my drink. I put add a little bit of water in my cup. I get a little 24 ounce bubble cup or bubble container. I don't know. It's like metal and rubber at the same time. It's an anomaly. And then I fill that up and, and go on from there. So it was late on Friday night. Friday, no, it was like Thursday night. My wife's making, heating up her meal. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm running low on tea. I need to make the tea. So I made the tea and I was in a hurry. I was in a hurry to make it because I needed it for, for dinner that night. So the tea was just starting to cool off. I said, you know what? I've got one of those glass jars that looks like an old mason jar with a little spout on the front, like a, your Gatorade things where you can like flip it up and the water comes out. Like that you see on football games and stuff. I got a little one gallon jar, glass jar, and the little flippy spout on the front. So I put my three quarters cup of sugar in there. And then I pour the, the warm tea into this glass container and put the lid on it. And you lift it up and it looks like a, it's got a like metal handle on it. It's all clear and stuff. And it's, you know, mason jar looking thing. So I'm walking over from the kitchen, from the kitchen sink. Around, we have an island. Island's probably about eight foot by four foot, whatever that size is. I'm walking around that to get to the refrigerator. So in the process of me holding it with the handle and by the side of it at the same time, because it's heavy, it's one gallon, and I got to pick it up, I walk by the counter, which is a granite countertop, and I, I swear to God, I wish I had a camera in the house. I barely tapped it on the granite countertop, and boosh, the bottom completely fell out. Tea went all over. Yes, I know. I know what you're saying. But Deacon, you just had your floors redone. I know. <laughs> and the tea, one gallon of tea hit the ground. And like the, when the doors opened in the shining and all the blood came out of the, the elevator, 
That's what happened. All the tea hit the ground and booshed up on the walls, up on the side and everything. So now I'm standing in the middle of this. My wife is on the outside of this war zone that's already happened. And she's like, don't move. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Luckily, I had shoes on, but I was covered in tea, but there was glass everywhere, everywhere. You know, this is the last thing you want to do on a Thursday night at 830 at night when you're trying to get dinner ready and, and hit the bed to watch, you know, at a reasonable hour. So fast forward to an hour and a half later, we got the tea cleaned up, the floor sticky still. So the next day, you know, picking up all the glass and wrap your, you know, how you kind of wrap it up in towels and just kind of bunch the towel up and you find the closest door to outside and you just kind of fling it outside. Well, not outside onto a a surface, you know, just fling glass around like willy nilly. Oh, I'm a neighbor kid. So that's what happened. And I I swear, I kept apologizing to my wife. I'm sorry because I felt bad. I felt like it was my fault. I was my fault that I, I bumped the thing and I wasn't paying attention. And I had a couple cocktails and I was like, I was blaming the cocktails. And I was trying not to blame the cocktails at the same time. My wife's like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, no, it's not okay. This is the last thing we wanted to do. Meanwhile, her food's getting cold. My food's getting cold. It was just a whole mess. And it was like one of the the last thing that you want to do right before you go to bed, it's, it, it was just a pain in the ass. Everything's cleaned up, and we got pictures, and I'll post them on the Deacon Live section. And the way you see that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Deacon Live, and you can see uh, every podcast we do. We have a matching video. You're going to see all the stories and stuff that we do here on this episode and, and past episodes as well. And you also see uh, pictures. I'll uh, put some pictures up there. Because I took a bunch. I was pissed. I was pissed. I, you know, <laughs> late night, and you're drunk. Not drunk, but, you know, you got a little buzzy. I'm suing Walmart. Walmart. I'm suing the people that made this stupid thing. Uh, you know, and then the, you wake up in the morning and go, God, that seems like a lot of work to do all that. And you just kind of shake it off and go on about your day. And while you're over at the Profit Radio website, there's a little blue bar that says Be Heard. Click on that and we can hear you. You can punch us up right here and we'll put you right on the show. Uh, a little message comes right to my inbox and we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. Or this one as well, if you, if you get in quick enough. All right. Uh, when we come back, you want to make $14,000 a week? Sure you do. Who doesn't? Stick around. I'll, I'll get into the details on that. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Stop being so thirsty when you know it ain't no good for you. latest song ain't no good former lead voice of the world famous rock and roll hall of fame the drifters for more information go to profitradio.com and now it's time for lessons learned with jason jesus christ jay we interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin i'm a grown-ass man jason Howell. jason Howell. there's um down in florida you're based in florida correct i am all right, so name the top five gas stations in Florida. Racetrack, BP, S, 7-Eleven, and what is that, Wamu? Wawa. Yeah, Wawa, whatever. Yeah. Wawa, Black Sheep. 
So up here we have um, a company called QT. KFC, okay. Marco Silvers, Mom and Pop. We have, have a the gas barn up there, the gas barn? Nope, no gas barn up here. We have a, a company called QT, which is short for Quick Trip, and we also have a, a place called Sheets. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. 407-448-448-8800. Shawty on my left side. We gon' take a trip to the west side, yeah, 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 yeah. Two shots for the summertime, give me your love, I'ma make you my yeah. Deacon Live now presents you Cash with his latest song, West Side. Dream big, be great, think mobile. For more information, go to properradio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contact section, and you can see all the links that links us to you and you to us. And make sure while you're there, uh, you get to pick yourself up some free swag. we got some new stickers. we got some new magnets ordered. Fill that out, and we'll, we'll send them all out to you. Now, with the gas shortage and stuff, one of the things that people worry about are, are supplies coming in, like our big truck drivers. Most of them run on diesel. And diesel, for the most part, I guess, has been okay during this whole pandemic crisis as far as the gas shortage and the hacking of the the pipeline. And then something like this happens. Last Thursday, a Texas truck driver was arrested after dozens of undocumented immigrants ran from the tractor trailer and another 41 were found inside during a traffic stop. Driver called the police around 6 p.m. about a suspicious big rig potentially smuggling people after seeing hands sticking out of the tractor trailer's back doors. Hey, we're in here, little fingers. Police arrived and pulled up to the 18-wheeler at a TA truck stop on Interstate 10. During the traffic stop, dozens of immigrants jumped out of the back of the trailer and ran. Investigators found 14 or 41 undocumented immigrants in the back of the trailer. San Antonio Police Department said one person was dehydrated and taken to the hospital as a precaution. The other ones were A-OK. They were detained by Homeland Security. Police are searching for the immigrants who ran off as of this report. Now, can you imagine that? You're driving down the road and, you know, big tractor trailer and they got this rubber seals around it and you see little fingers. Little fingers. There was a story many years ago where a kid was trapped in the back of a, a car. He busted out the taillight and his little fingers were sticking out of the, the taillight going, help me, help me, I'm stuck in the back of this car. It's weird what you see on the highways, especially, you know, 95. You ever driven 95 to Miami? Ooh, man, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened down there. Hey, I'm naked. Really? All right. Now, something you don't have to get naked for if you want to make $14,000 a week. Along the line sense. Now, ironically enough, a Texas company is offering experienced drivers $14,000 a week. You think the two stories are together? I don't know. Officials are saying this Texas-based company is believe that truck drivers are so valuable that it's willing to pay them $14,000 a week for experienced haulers with their own rigs. So maybe these two stories are together? Who knows? Insurance companies won't insure you if you're not 25 years old and if you don't have two years experience driving. So a new driver coming out, uh, these opportunities aren't available for. You. So you have to be at least 26 and driving for at least two years with your own track trailer and rig. The spokesperson for Grundy clarified that he is hiring owner-operator trucks and non-company drivers. Grundy, the CEO of uh, Sisu Energy, 
Clarify, Grundy will help the drivers acquire a truck and their licenses, the spokesperson said. Now, many truck drivers left the industry after the pandemic hit with the massive shortage and causing rates of transportation products like gasoline to fall. With the COVID-19 restrictions easing, demand has risen, but with a few truck drivers on the road, massive shortage is a possibility. Now, I I believe I saw a study that said they were about 87,000 drivers short in the whole United States, like, let's say, average nationwide, there's like supposed to be like 300. 100,000 truck drivers or long haul drivers and stuff. And they're down to like 200, 210,000. They're, they're missing like 80, 87,000 drivers that are still needing. And this company right here, Siso, Sisu, S-I-S-U Energy is willing to pay you up to $14,000 a week if you have your own owner, uh, operator tractor truck and all that stuff so i mean god i was talking to dan you guys know who dan is and i was saying you know if you had your your license and everything and you drove for let's say to make a good living i say a good living a, a reasonable living a modest living let's see fourteen thousand a week drive for two months you're done hey i'm gonna turn it over to the next guy and let that guy go keep on going then you, you got eight months or ten months whatever the math is on that to rest for the rest of the year mind your money mind your you know your spending and stuff and then jump right back in the game. That's not a bad gig. 14000 a week. Maybe that's the way we should go. Maybe that's what we should do uh, to keep these drivers uh, safer on the road, have them drive for a couple weeks and then give, give them a couple months off. $14,000 a week. I don't even think like what they're hauling would be that much. Well, I guess depending on the product. But $14,000 a week, they, they've got to be hauling more than just product. Maybe the, those migrants, those immigrants in the back. And this box right here, this pallet, don't open it. Why is it breathing? It's not breathing. I hear breathing in it. No, no, no. Don't mind this. Here's your paperwork. Here's your, your bill of lading. Head out the door and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Kind of like a smoking a bandit getting the Coors Light across state line. All right. When we come back, we'll dive into the show. I'll explain why there's dryer sheets in your mailbox. I know it's a weird thing, but it's happening. And is it for the good or is someone watching you? Stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Yo sé que tú te quieres tocar, yo sé que tú te quieres besar, yo sé, yo sé, quiero contigo beber, beber hasta el amanecer, beber, yo te quiero comer, otra vez, otra vez. You're listening to Royal yo X, with his latest song, Yo Sé, find him on Spotify, Instagram, under Royal X Music 1. Hold on one sec. Hey, you're on the air. I am. You are on the air. Hi. Okay. Uh, well, I, I wasn't calling to talk on the air. Hi. So I guess give me a call back when you have a second. Okay, I sure will. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was about, but anyways, stick around. We'll be right back. MK. Bitch, I'm back in it. They told me spit that dose, I put some crack in it. Paper on the floor, in the field, running tracks in it. My foot in the game, bringing pain like a tech in it. Balling you a bad screaming, boy, I'm hot with it like Paco Psycho. Beat the beat like Michael. Jason Tyson, I go. Boy, you just a typo. Beefing on the net, nah, that ain't shit that I do. Hit it block while he on live. Mike Rival in there. Hold up, uh, yeah, back when I ain't have it on, bitch, we were trying to diss me, uh. Yeah, now in my pockets they poppin', they callin', they screamin', they miss me. Uh, yeah, I was I was on writing, cause I'm tryna better my crap. Uh, yeah, 
Ricky Bobby said it best if you ain't first, then you last. Digging Live now presents you Shine, an independent artist from Basefield, Mississippi. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We are broadcasting just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks, and the way you do that is to go to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contacts, and you can find links that links us to you and you to us. Get yourself some free swag. Don't forget, for every podcast that we do, we have a matching video in tandem as well. So if you want to see me in the studio, hi, I'm waving to the cameras. Or if you want to see past episodes and stuff that we talk about, and you can even see the articles live on our screen as we talk about them and discuss them here on the show. Just like this one right here. Imagine, now, this was, I guess, this week in Texas. In El Paso, Texas, people are in their houses. You never really, you know, no one's coming out and going. No one's driving anywhere because there's no gas. But imagine this. This is tales straight from a horror story. Imagine you're sleeping in your bed and you start hearing what sounds like rain. And you're like, oh, that's nice. It's rain. And then, all of a sudden, you feel like a drip or something on your face. However, turning on the lights, you find out it's not water. More details here. Discovery and El Paso woman recounts the moments that she woke up to blood dripping from her apartment ceiling. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Muddy. And I'm Natasha Paloma. This happened at the Sierra Vista Apartments in East El Paso. KTSM 9 News reporter Stephanie Shields tells us where that blood was coming from. Well, Daniel and Natasha, imagine you're sleeping in your bed and you start to feel something drip on your face. Now, upon turning on the lights, you see what you thought was water is actually blood dripping from the ceiling. It sounds like something from a horror movie, but that's what actually happened to Ana Cardenas, who lives here on the ground floor apartment. We're about, what we are about to show you may be disturbing. Oh, mi apartamento está lleno de sangre. Ana Cardenas waking up in a panic after seeing blood dripping from her ceiling, the fan spreading it across the room. Ah. It grossed me out. I was in shock. I called maintenance and they said, are you sure? And I said, blood is falling on me. After calling 911, Ana learned the blood which covered her bed, clothing, furniture, and even her hair was coming from the neighbor in the upstairs apartment. A man somewhere between ages 55 and 70 had died. The firefighters knocked down his door and the body was laying exactly where my fan is underneath. He had carpet, but the blood seeped through to my ceiling. Anna says police determined her neighbor died from natural causes and was decomposing for about five to six days. Uh. And now she battles apartment management for compensation. Death. Anna says her apartment management does not return her calls. We tried calling as well. Thank you for calling Cielo Vista Apartment. But we just received the voicemail. Anna says for now she's traumatized, can't eat or sleep, and needs a medical exam to ensure she doesn't have an infection. Now, Anna says she did not renew her lease and continues to search for an apartment in her budget. In the meantime, she is waiting to hear back from apartment owners to compensate for her damaged belongings. And there is a go. Funny, you imagine that someone dies in the apartment above you and no one takes care of them or, or sees them or even checks on them, you know, no family members. How, I mean, depressing as it is, but then they start decomposing. There's got to be smell. I guess maybe maybe her cooking's that bad where she couldn't tell the difference between the decomposing body and the, and the smell of the, oh, and her food. I don't know. I feel bad for her. I mean, that's kind of disgusting. It's sad that the person was up there dead for so long and no one checked on them. It's a horrible situation. Now, another horrible situation, you might be... Uh, exposed to is not necessarily in an apartment complex, but your little mailboxes and stuff. Our mailboxes 
literally across the street from the house. So we have to cross the street, get the mail, and come back just because it's convenient. We have a big, long driveway. We don't want the mail lady coming down, even though she's down our driveway several times <laughs> through the week delivering like packages my wife ordered on Amazon. Oh, I need some of those. I need some of those. We can get some of those. <laughs> but our normal mailbox is across the street and on the driver or the passenger side. In our neighborhood, we have the mail carriers don't have those um, postal vehicles. They have the, they drive their own car and they sit in the passenger seat and work the pedals with their left foot, you know, the gas and brake and drive with their left hand as they put the letters in the mailboxes on the right hand side. It's a weird, but that's the way our whole uh, develop. I say development. Our whole county is. We don't have the little mail carriers, you know, walking from door to door or driving in the little uh, federal vehicles that they have. They drive their own vehicle and they got a little light on top and says, you know, delivering mail. Watch out. Now, have you ever gone out to your mailbox and you find a dryer sheet? Now, don't be alarmed. This is what happens. If you happen to find a dryer sheet in your mailbox, it's not a prank. There's actually a pretty good explanation behind how it got there. It turns out that some postal workers use dryer sheets as a means to stop them from getting stung by wasps or bees by placing the mail in the resident's mailbox. Now, this time of year, early spring, no thank you, I don't want to sign up. This time of year, early spring, you'll, we'll see wasps all over the place. We'll see carpenter bees all over the place. And anything that's sitting still for too long, they'll nest there. Now, it turns out some postal workers use dryer sheets as a means to keep them from getting stung by wasps while placing mail in the uh, resident's mailbox. I can't tell you how many times, especially during this part of the year, I've opened up a mailbox to a little nest of about three or five yellow jackets just chilling, one little carrier said. Uh, if I'm really unlucky, they would already have their nest at the very back of the box, so I wind up sticking my hand all the way down in there and sometimes getting stung. Can you imagine sticking your hand in that? You ever seen Flash Gordon with uh, that horrible bad actor but the awesome soundtrack from Queen? And there's that big, oh, uh, Pierce Brosnan is in it too. It's that big rock and they stick their hand down inside and there's something running around inside, inside the thing, the animal, and they stick their hand down inside and it's always like... Going on, it's the same way where you're sticking your hand in this mailbox, getting stung, not knowing that you got stung. Last year alone, I was stung 10 to 12 times on different occasions. This user also noted that dryer sheets trick them, trick the wasps in uh, not invading the mailbox. The insects don't set up shop here. The nest needs to be removed immediately. I always, I would carry a can of uh, spray, I guess. Psh- couple times in there. So please, if any day you see a random dryer sheet at the back of your mailbox, just know that the letter carrier has likely put it there to deter the, the satanic creatures from building their nests in the back of your mailbox so they don't get stung. I've been stung uh, when I was doing landscaping. I was uh, doing this one huge bush, about as tall, a little taller than I am, about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, depending on what 7-Eleven I'm walking out of. And I was, I had the hedge trimmers over my head, and I, you know, face level a wasp nest or a hornet's nest, I should say. And they all came out and I swear it felt like I got stuck by (laughs) 13 prickers on my face. They stung me, my face swole up. I got a picture of it somewhere. If I can find it, I'll post it on the, the Prophet Radio, the Deacon Live section of Prophet Radio, and you can see it. My face swelled up, and I felt like my throat's starting to close up a little bit. Thank God, you know, I didn't go into an- anaphylactic shock. It's it, they're little, little bastards, little bastards out there stinging you. But yeah, that's a dryer sheet in your mailbox. All right, when we come back, you ever seen those glass bridges that everyone puts on, on YouTube or uh, Facebook, how they always walk across? I think it's in China. You walk across the glass bridge. Well, the inevitable happened, and I'll dive into that story when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Prophet Radio. I'll be right back.
You're listening to Nampat Na Nong Kai with her latest song, An Old Butterfly. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. Hopefully you can hear me because I'm like on some weird toll road in the middle of BSE. Uh, I'm very sorry we have these bubble troubles. Please stand by. 407-448-4488-8800. Profit radio. Profit radio. Adelia, my neighbor, was a bird. <laughs> yeah, we yell in Spanish. She gifted us that, by the way. We have no idea what it was yelling at us constantly in Spanish, laughing at us, looking stupid and clueless because we have no idea what it's saying. You know, it's almost <laughs> as if it knew that we didn't know. And it just took advantage of that and just made shit up with the words it knew. Call 407-448-8800. What was it talking about? 8800. Well, I'm about a parrot. All the way from Austria, Social Insight. This is the latest single from the upcoming album, Provocateur. This song is called A Love Song. Ich wollte dir einfach nur mal sagen, dass du die Größte für mich bist. Ich sage Danke für die Zeit und für die Jahre. Welcome back to Seek Live. If you want to be part of the show, we'd love for you to be part of the show. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. Click on the little Be Heard section. There's a little blue bar that floats around on the bottom right-hand side of your screen. Whether you've got a uh, tablet, phone, PC, wherever you're listening to us from. And you'll see that on the very bottom right-hand side of your page. Go to your browser. Click on that. Opens up a little microphone. Tell us what you like, what you think about something. If you have questions you want to ask me about anything during this podcast or any past podcast, click on that. Opens up a microphone, and it comes right here to the station and we'll play it. Now, roads are being opened. Uh, I say being open. The gas shortage is coming back around, so people are going to go back out there and drive again, or they're going to sit around and just hoard all the gasoline that they have at the house. But truck drivers are still driving uh, all over the place. We need more truck drivers out there. And there's a stretch of I-10 between Arkansas, I think it's Arkansas, let me read the article real quick. There's a, a stretch of bridge on I-10 that connects over the Mississippi River between Arkansas and Tennessee. So all you over-the-road truckers, you're probably familiar with this bridge. It's been closed down following a discovery of a structural fracture. Now, when I say structural fracture, this is a huge bridge. This is a big, looks like a big six six lane, three this way, three this way, lane bridge. Now, they do yearly inspections on all bridges, all bridges, whether at county level, city levels, and then they rate them. They say, okay, this is 100% good, this is 90% good, and a lot of them in, the, like, the smaller towns and stuff, most of those bridges are rated, like, below 70 and 60. I wouldn't drive on a 60% passing bridge just like having a 60% doctor that passes to get his doctor's degree with 60%. A crucial interstate bridge between Arkansas and Texas has been closed following discovery of a structure fracture and one of the Department of Transportation's director reportedly says it could lead to a catastrophic event. Now, this isn't just a, a weld snapping or something like this. Now, if you want to see this picture, it got it right here on the screen. You can see this. Go to ProfitRadio.com. Spanning the Mississippi River between Memphis, Tennessee, and West Memphis, Arkansas, Hernando de Soto Bridge welcomes a reportedly 35,000 vehicles per day, over a quarter of which are semi-trucks. Being such an important part of the infrastructure, the bridge was under 
undergoing its first inspection since September 2019 on Tuesday afternoon when a major fracture was discovered beneath the bridge, forcing both Arkansas and Tennessee transportation departments to close it down on both roads and water traffic. That means no boats underneath it, no cars going across it. The TDOT official told us the closure was due to a quote-unquote cracked truss. But you can see the photos. It's not just cracked. It's visibly sheared off. Now, here's the video or the picture right here. I mean, that beam right there, it's gone. The whole left-hand side, what's holding it up? Maybe this little brace right here? Maybe this little wire hooking up to the light holding it up? That thing, that beam is sheared off. I'm surprised it's not hanging. Both states' DOT are reportedly investigating the damage caused and the extent. However, extreme, and will split the cost to repair the bridge on both sides. Traffic must be detoured around nearby states' 55 bridge. (laughs) I wouldn't know if I'd trust that one either. Is not yet known. So they're going to get out there, put some uh, JB Weld on it, get this bridge going, and get it back up and running. So I guess it's it's about a 10-mile out-of-the-way trip to get around this bridge to get to the closest bridge from there. Now, that's kind of scary. You've seen pictures of um, cars driving and the bridge just kind of... Right up from underneath them, especially if there's like running water underneath it. You always see the bridge getting washed out. And you're like, oh, my God, Timmy, get my dog. Now, from my file titled, nope, over in China, I'm sure you've seen it. They've got that glass bridge that hangs over the big old valley or whatever, and everyone walks on it, and they kind of freak out and kind of look around. Oh, I'm kind of scared. And then everyone's like going, what if this glass breaks? What if this glass breaks? Well, a man was left dangling from the bridge after the glass panels were damaged by high winds. The man was visiting the 100-meter bridge, 330-foot, in Pion in the Pion Mountain, northeast in the northeast country, when the incident occurred this past Friday, several pieces of the glass floor were blown away by winds that reach up to about 90 miles per hour. It is thought that the Chinese or China has about I'm sorry 2,300 glass bridges and a number of glass bridges and walkways and slides. So they they're big on the glass bridges over there, I guess. Well, eventually this happened. They are designed to attract thrill seeker tourists and capitalize on China's growing domestic tourism. Oh no, you come in here, we're okay, we're okay, we're friends, <laughs> we're friends. An image widely shared on social media shows a man dangling in the middle of the bridge located in the scenic area near Longjing. Firefighter. <laughs> rushed to the man scene to help rescue him. However, he managed to get back up topside safely. The tourist was taken to the hospital for observation and counseling and is now said to be stable emotionally and physical condition. There has been, a, it's been closed according to uh, Longjing's website. Investigation to the incident has been launched. This is not the first accident of its kind. In 2018, on, on the Hebe, H-E-B-E-I, Providence shut all of the 32 glass attractions, including bridges and walkways and viewing decks, while safety checks were carried out. This is in 2018. Elsewhere in the count, uh, country, one person died and six others were injured in 2019 after they fell off the glass slide in Guangzhou province. I'm, I know, I'm horrible at these names. In 2018 or 2016, a tourist was injured by falling rocks while walking on the bridge. So he's like sitting there walking on the bridge and he's like, oh my God, he's looking down. He's not looking up. Guess what hit him in the head? Freaking rock. Knocked him out. Dead. When we come back, where's that music coming from? This whole new invention will help you get rid of your earbuds, your headphones, all that things that dangle from your head that make listening to music somewhat irritating at times. And we'll dive into that here when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back.
You're listening to David Anabali, all the way from Italy, our very own composer, with his latest song, Nostalgia. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Frank, what kind of store do you own? Yes. What kind of store do you own? A music store. Uh huh. And uh, what is in the? Your, what is in the? Right. Music. All right. What's the V stand for? B. As in Victor. B. E. V. So, what kind of store do you have? Music. Right. Lessons. I teach kids how to play maracas. What's What's the name of your store? I play violins and maracas. So you sell you sell music lessons to people. Four oh seven. Four oh seven. Deacon Live now presents you Girl Pal Way with their latest song, Body on Froze. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Would you like something for free? Of course, everyone wants something for free. And the way you can get some free stuff from us is go over to Profit Radio, click on the swag section, fill out the little form there, and we'll send you some free swag. Uh, pick out what you like there. And we, uh, we got some new stickers, new uh, magnets coming in here shortly. Uh, so uh, fill that out, and uh, we'll send you some free stuff. Don't worry, I'm not going to do anything with your uh, email address or anything like that. i got enough shit to do. I got plenty of shit to do. Without you know doing anything with your email address, I'm a one man show here, and believe me, I, I I don't have time for that. Now with uh, everyone still at home with the pandemic and everything, Zoom meetings are still going on, and uh, you've seen uh, or heard stories about people having uh, their loved one in the background, half naked by accident. Kids get in there in the middle of a, a, a important Zoom call meeting during a news broadcast. It runs the gamut of all the things that happen. Now some court hearings are actually. Being being done on Zoom meetings as well. This gentleman right here was showing up to court for a, a minor infraction that he has. It's no, this isn't a deleted scene from the dark comedy Idiocracy. This is another day in the life of Judge Jeffrey Middleton, who serves Michigan's St. Joseph County. Middleton, who's pretty known for his transparency, is calling it like it is, where people post videos and viral goofs and mishaps that occur on his Zoom-based court hearings. Remember the cat lawyer guy? I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. He was confronted with not only a, a whole handsome situation here during a Monday Zoom meeting, Zoom court meeting for drug paraphernalia charges. Nathan Saxton logged in to his Zoom call court hearing and didn't realize what was his name written at the bottom of the screen. I'm gonna play this video for you so you can see it. And the way you see this video is go to profitradio.com. And uh, for every podcast we do, we also have a matching video as well. This is the actual court hearing as far as what happened. You can see the judge up in the top left hand corner, and they're gonna bring the uh, the plaintiff in on the bottom right hand corner. Then we'll bring this fool in. So here he comes. Now he shows up. And at the bottom under your under your picture has your name. So you've got eight people in this room, probably a, a court reporter, uh, maybe an attorney, defense attorney, the state attorney, and everyone else. And here's the, the plaintiff being charged down here or defendant down here at the bottom with his little little screen name and, and the judge calls him out on it. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. 
Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you yo-ho. Logging into my court with that as your screen name. So he's looking around. He's like, you you signed in with that name, you yo-ho. And he's looking around. Nathan Nathaniel's looking around like, what the hell are you talking about? Why don't this that in a little bit? Uh, what kind of idiot logs into court like that? What's your name again? Nathaniel Saxton, sir, but I don't believe that I typed anything like that in. Well, that's what it says. <laughs> so well, I, I apologize. Yeah, you should. I'll put you in the waiting room. You can sit in limbo for a while. And oh, now now it says Nathaniel Saxton. Think about what you call yourself online. <laughs> so he, uh, Mr. So he puts him in a virtual waiting room, and while you can think about what you did. So your butt fucker 3000 is not your name? No, sir, it's not. And he's like, oh, shit, he's panicking. He's typing. When he returned to apologize to the judge and explain that his sister had set up his Zoom account and that butt fucker 3000 was actually the iPhone name he uses to pair with his Bluetooth speaker. It's an inside joke. I'm so embarrassed, he said. I'm sorry. Well, you should be, said Middleton, responded before moving on to more pressing matters. Like Saxon's own admission of guilt for possession of a syringe containing methamphetamines residue during a, a traffic cop stop. So there he goes. He apologizes, but right there, there's a. We'll post this video up on the um, Deacon Live section of the Proper Radio website. Now, new technologies coming quicker than we can handle it. We've gone from your regular old mono headphones to stereo headphones to now Bluetooth headphones and. All the different technology. We had quadraphonic sounds for a long time, if you guys remember that in your car, where every instrument came out of a different speaker. You've got your surround sound. You've got your um, 5.1, 5.2, 7.1, 7.2. You've got all this. You've got the THX, the audiences listening that uh, Spielberg created for the Star Wars movie, and so on and so forth. Now, Apple is revolutionizing the game with its noise-canceling AirPods, of course, those as well. Uh, one Israel company is coming for their throne. According to the Associated Press, Novitu Systems has invented a new product that can beam music directly into your head. No earbuds or, or brain implants or anything are necessary. The device is aptly called Sound Beamer 1.0. It reportedly works by creating a personal sound bubble for the user with a 3D audio of their choosing, be it an album or movie or video game or something like that, while filtering the natural sounds already occurring around them. The benefit of using the Sound Beamer 1.0 is that you can get surround sound experience with proper audio without any pain of headphones or being out of touch with your surrounding. To make the sound beaming work, the technology uses a 3D sensing module to locate and track the ear's position it gets a little weird when it does that and then sends an audio via an ultrasonic wave that builds sound pockets by the ears. Okay, so do you have to carry this thing around? I don't know. Users can hear the audio in stereo or 3D mode with a 360 degree effect. Watch the video in the demonstration below. Okay, so here's how it works. So, the new device puts music in your head, no headphones required. So here's the video. Are you listening? Yes. Introducing sound beaming. You hear the audio, others don't, without headphones. When you are inside of the bubble, you get the sound, the volume, the immersiveness of it. And when you're outside of it, you can you cannot get it. Sometimes you can hear a little bit of noise. Sometimes you, you hear there's something going on beside you, but you don't get the volume and you don't get the immersiveness of the sound experience. You don't need 
to tell the device where you are. It's not streaming to like one exact place. It, it follows you wherever you go. So it's personally for you, it follows you, plays what you want inside your head. What I experienced personally was having for the first time the sound playing in my head without the headphones. And then I was thinking, yeah, but is, is it the same as headphones? No, because I have the freedom. You know, it's like I have the freedom of being what I want to do. And I have the sounds playing in my head as there would be something happening here, which is difficult to explain because we have no reference for that. I don't. So it looks like there's a, like, almost like a tablet or a little bit bigger than a tablet sitting in front of you that, that's projecting this sound in, into your head. And as you move around, I guess it's, it's think, tracking any, you at any the same other time. Audio technology can do. And the other one is kind of the privacy that you can control when you get out of the bubble of sound that is created, which, which I, again, I think is, is really what, we, what we're talking about that makes us so different from headphones and regular speakers. It's a desktop device. Now, obviously, we need to make it smaller. We need to fine-tune things so it's working perfectly. Uh, the hope is to get it out uh, next year before Christmas, uh, so we have it uh, under our Christmas tree. At Noveto, we're transforming audio, and this is just the beginning. Are you listening? So there you go. I don't know, man. It, it, it's, is it too advanced for us? Is it going to take off? Is, is it going to be something that we're going to be able to have or are we going to see it under our Christmas tree? I don't know. It, it's a, it's a weird concept. I know that there's a, there's a new thing coming out that I've seen actually like literally working. It's, it's, uh, what are those chest plates that they put on you? It, it looks like a, like almost like a, a backpack without the strap or without the backpack. It's just the straps and it's pumping music through your body and you're feeling it through your body, which is a a weird concept in itself. All right, when we come back, speaking of weird concept, this young lady made a, uh, a prom dress out of one of her favorite, favorite things. And we'll dive into that here when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to Profit Radio, 24-7, worldwide. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. You know what a pink belly is, right? Pink belly? Yeah. No? Like when you give someone a pink belly. Okay. Okay, and you know what a, like, purple nurple is. Right. You know what a wedgie is or a Melvin, depending on what side of the country you're on. Right. You ever heard of giving someone a a horse-eating corn? No. (laughs) You know what it is? No. It's it's, it's uh, an Indian bird. Someone said, oh, give someone a horse eating corn. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? It's bad to say uh, Indian bird or horse eating corn. I, I'm like, I've never heard the horse eating corn. Call 407 448 8800. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 8800. Amy's breaking into the beer. Deacon Live now presents you Gerald Harris. With his latest song, Let Everything That Has a Breath, a song of praise and worship from Mississippi, now living in Minnesota. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com.
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contacts. I'm already there. Get some free stuff as well. Now, don't forget, all the music that you hear on Deacon Live here are uh, independent artists. These aren't signed artists. These are people out there trying to make it in the world today, giving it everything they got. I think I got a song there in itself. But yeah, uh, while you're over at Profit Radio, click on their little logos and stuff and show them some support as well, along with all our sponsors on the left-hand side of the page. Now, with all the craziness with the, the gas shortage and stuff, it gets a little extreme out there. Now, right in our very own backyard here in North Carolina, a fight erupted around a crowded gas station in North Carolina where a woman reportedly tried to cut in line during this whole, I need to get my whole gas before it runs out type thing. The cell phone video of the incident shows a woman who spat on the driver's side of the gray Honda, which appears to be at pump number 10 at Marathon over in Kingsdale, sorry, Knightsdale, North Carolina. The man gets out of the Honda and spits right back in the woman's face, which at that point they had exchanged blows and grappling and stuff like that. All this was caught on tape, so if you want to see this video, go over to ProfitRadio.com. I'll, I'll post this up there for you. So here you go. This is what they call World Star or something like that. Here's the video. So here you go. And there's this old man just kind of hanging out, trying to be the, the, the moderator. Your buddy in the Honda tried to cut it. Like, the f*** is you doing, bro? So she's on the phone. Spit, on. Wow. Yo, she spit on this She's on the phone. Here comes the guy. Oh, shit. So he spits on her, and she goes to swing, and he blocks it, and he just kind of ties her up a little bit so she can't, or she can't hit him anymore. Tying her up. Don't, don't hit me. They're all bent over. He's pulling her hair. He takes her phone, kicks it. Boop. Buddy kicked us into the street. Go get your shit. There you go. Cra- craziness. People are crazy out there. Well, the whole gas shortage thing's crazy, and it, it's really extreme. you got to pay attention to what you're doing. Now, this guy right here, you figured I was talking about doctors earlier, and sometimes doctors pass with 60% uh, on their final. I don't know. Will they let you do anything if you pass with 60%? I don't know. What's the lowest that you can that you can pass to be a doctor? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. A South Carolina woman says she woke up from her surgery to find out that her doctor had operated on the wrong side of her body. Natalie Avelez from Franklin County told us that Tuesday she had surgery to carry out a procedure, but they entered the wrong side of her body and the wrong part of her spine. After the surgery, Avelez said the surgeon came to her to speak to her in the recovery room and admitted his mistake. Sorry, Mr. Avelez. Uh, we accidentally put the penis on the left-hand side of your body instead of the right-hand side of your body. No, that's not what happened. He also apologized by saying that we made a mistake and we went through the wrong side. He did try to get me to authorize right when I was waking up from him to put me right back under and go in and redo the surgery. But my charge nurse wouldn't let him get the authorization because I wasn't fully awake yet. Here, here, here. Sign this so I can get you back in there and fix it. Huh? Sign this. You want a million dollars? Would you like a million dollars? Sign this. You're not getting a million dollars. Avela has been suffering from intense back pain. Oh yeah, great. This is a perfect story I need to read. For more than years before she was referred to surgery, but the surgery didn't go well as planned. Medical records state that they would enter 
under the right side and the right disc on her body. The procedure was formed by a surgeon. It was listed on the document as left side hemomelanectomy. Got that there, kids? A technique for relieving a very, very ba- painful spinal problems. When he noticed he was on the wrong side, he did try to go under the spine. Oh, God, it gets even worse. Going through the spot where he wasn't supposed to be. Avela allowed the doctor to perform the surgery the following day. <laughs> Fuck that. I can say, give me another guy. <laughs> I make him do an eye chart. I am always in constant pain. I feel like I would have been better off not even having the surgery at all. In January 2021, Avail filed a medical malpractice lawsuit against a surgeon uh, for the medical clinic, but still, according the lawyers, have argued with the legal document that he is immune from liability or for alleged acts or omission uh, pursuant to the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act. I guess I don't know what that means. The PREP Act was activated in March 2020 as part of the U.S. government's respond to the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, great. So, not my fault. Hey, they passed the, the law. I'm tap dancing out the door. You don't want to get it done. You can't sue me. I'm ir- irrefutable. The measure was first in 2005 applies to public health emergencies. It provides legal immunity to companies in certain professions that manufacture, distribute, or use covered countermeasures, such as drugs and devices that may be used to treat COVID-19 patients. Well, there you go. No one's claiming that they had COVID or anything to do the surgery, but they did it on the wrong side of her spine. Unfortunately, fairly straightforward situation. The doctor should have never performed an incorrect surgery, period. That's what she was told. So there you go. She went in, the the doctor went in the wrong side of it, and he's like, oh, well, you know what? Darn it. I'll just just dip underneath her spine. (laughs) What harm's there? No, no, you can't do that. Eh, I'm protected. Thank you. Thank you there, guy who passed that law or passed it in 2020. Just say, I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Now, when we go back, I'll dive into the dress of 2020 or 2021 for prom everyone's out there for prom which is really cool and then we've got a new little segment that we're gonna we're gonna try out it's another edition of only in florida and stick around for that as well you'll see deacon live right here on proper radio i'll be right back Over. Hold on a second. Manuel. And we have some more bears over here. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's okay. It's very exciting. Call 407-448-8800. That is awesome. That's fine. Don't like Nothing. internet radio. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. He lost a bunch of weight. Nobody cared. I want to see him when he rips his shirt off and the boobies bounce up and down. ESPN caught him one time, and one was bouncing up and one was bouncing down. He looks better fat. Yeah, you should paint the basketball on one of them and the Orlando Magic Star on the other and just watch him jiggle up and down. I'm going to have nightmares after you guys are done you with ha- this, I swear. 407 Live now presents you Park Stewart with his latest song, Want to Be Heard, all the way from Detroit. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com.
Geek Alive. Don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And uh, make sure you uh, show some love and support to all our musical artists that we feature here on the show and show them some love over there on Profit Radio as well. Now, someone who was showing KFC some love over in China, the Chinese people, believe it or not, they love Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's the Americana feeling of eating it, but they love it. They actually have it for Thanksgiving. They will actually go out and eat KFC as a tradition for Thanksgiving. Now, a court in East China sentenced a group of college kids in prison after they exploited a bug in the KFC's ordering app and defrauded the fast food company of more than $30,000 just in six months. So here's what happened. The main guy, hold on, I'm going to mess up his name. Zhu is his name, X-U. Zhu, uh, he learned that by placing by placing an order and not completing the order with a voucher would simultaneously request a refund through the restaurant's online service on WeChat, he would receive an additional coupon without losing his first one. So he's doubling his money. Delighted by his discovery, he decided to begin ordering meals for himself and turn the, to his exploits to his side business. Greed. He got greedy, selling the meals at a discounted price to those around him in college. Yeah, sure. Hey, uh, you want a dollar chick sandwich or something? Whatever whatever they have in KFC. I don't know. I don't eat there. <laughs> selling the meals at a discounted price. He shared them, shared the loophole with four other friends so they can make some money at the same time. By October 2018, Zoo had cost KFC parent company Yum more than 58,000 yen, which is nearly $9,000. Four of his friends each scammed for another 89000 yeah, totaling up to $30,000. They received, let's see, Zhu was found guilty of fraud and passing knowledge onto methods to the other. The four others were found guilty of fraud as well, and the court documents show. All five, however, were shown leniency and given reduced sentence for turning themselves in and acknowledging their offenses. In particular, Zhu offered Yum to pay the money back in full and will serve two years and six months. It was reduced down to two years and six months. Two years in prison? Jesus! Holy mackerel! Don't mess up! Now, in the same sense, as the Chinese people uh, love their KFC, this young girl right here loves her very favorite snack. A high school girl turns her Dorito bags that she's been saving into a prom dress, which is totally amazing. This was first shared on Reddit back in May 12th and posted, I made a prom dress out of recycled Dorito bags for my high school cafeteria. It's been seen over 100,000 times. User Clarinetic shared her unique prom dress to a subreddit, Mildly Interesting. The stapled strapless gown, sorry, is made completely from layered empty bags of nacho cheese flavored Doritos. Hey, do they come in Cool Ranch? The dress was completed by Dorito bag parcel naturally, of course, after being asked how the dress dealt with the sweat, which would be predictably a problem. Problem, you know, being that there comes some kind of aluminum bag, Clarinique detailed the design behind it. The top is a total sweat factor, is what she says. Yeah, it's like wearing a, um, like a twister, the game of twister, you know, that whatever that plastic sheet that you lay down, it's like wearing that. Uh, the dress was lined with a stretch fabric for comfort. The dress itself was created by packets left over by the students at the Posters High School. Just had 5,000 kids in a lot of ways, she explained. Any of the people inspired to make a dress, I want to set the, a good amount of time aside to make it. It took about a year to collect all the bags and listing the help of many friends and a couple months to make. She uh, also made a parasol with matching thing. Now, if you want to see this, you go to the Profit Radio. Let's blow this up for everybody. Go to the Profit Radio website and click on Deacon Live and for every podcast we do we also have a matching video and we'll post these stories as well. And it looks alright. I mean, it's a strapless gown. It 
it looks exactly, it's a wide uh, bell dress, and she's got a little parasol with all these bags and stuff. It would make a lot of noise, like if you're try- trying to come in, like after curfew, it would just sound like a whole bunch of bags, like rifling, and and I don't know. She, you know what? She's gonna she's gonna get something. She's gonna get something for the Doritos because, or from the Dorito company, they're gonna ask her to buy that from her, probably for maybe a million. At least a couple hundred thousand. Give her some money for that, for the effort. And uh, I don't know what she's going to school for, but there you go. For the most part, big Dorito dress. Kind of cool looking as well. Now, we're going to take one more short little break. And when we come back, a new segment we like to call Only in Florida. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Prof Radio. I'll be right back. I'm not your friend. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Are you receiving me? Over. Really? What's going on? Well, considering it's been a long week. Hold on, I have the navigator lady in my ear. Oh my god. Oh, hold on. Um. Well, good. Am I on the? I'm not on the air. Am no, I? you're not. No, you're not. Okay, you, let me get this stupid lady off my. Stupid lady. Call 407. If there is the next time, I will turn you in myself. Four four eight 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 zero zero. That is awesome. You know what? It's Deacon Live now presents you Nayluma with her latest song, Remember the Taste, all the way from Detroit, Michigan, with the help of Lady Gaga's producer. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you go over to Profit Radio. And also, I do a, uh, a darker conversation with a gentleman. He left his job of, of 20 some odd years during the pandemic. He was working retail. He's left his job to, to stay at home and take care of his wife. So I do a podcast with his stories of how he's dealing with it through the presidential elections, uh, dealing with staying home and wearing masks and stuff. That podcast is called Is This Going Somewhere? And the gentleman's name is Dan. I call him IT Dan. And they're very interesting. They're like a, what we do here is light and fluffy. We do a, a darker conversation conversation over there and we get really really deep and it, it's interesting his view uh, because he's all mass 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 shots and all that stuff i, I push his buttons and it, it's a good time and that's is this going somewhere so check that out as well now you ever been uh, in florida i was born and raised in florida fishing for some of us out there is a god-given right and one of our god-given right is when you find your own little special little honey hole is what they call them and you don't want to tell anyone what your honey hole is or, or where you know where it's at where do you go fishing now where do you go where do you catch all your your fish. A lot of people will take pictures and stuff, and they, you know, post it on Facebook, which is, I just think it's weird to take pictures of. <laughs> Look at that God. I, I mean, like the first one. This is the first one, you know, take that. Well, this gentleman right here is fishing in the Everglades. Florida fisherman is lucky to be alive because this guy was nearly attacked by a giant alligator during his little fishing trip last weekend. The whole scene was caught on video. So if you want to see this, go over to Profit Radio and you can see it. So here we go. 22-year-old Tommy Lee was hunting down for some tarpon. Now, if you don't know what tarpon is, they're a real, really large fish, but they're vegetarian. So they're kind of interesting to catch. He was on the shoreline. You can see in the footage, he was just out there minding his own business when all of a sudden this little head jumped out of the water. I'll turn this up for you so you can hear it. 
guy out there fishing. And if you're watching the video, look to watch the right hand side of his his where he's holding the pole there. You're gonna see a little body just kind of float up here. Oh Jesus Christ! There he is. Got to be careful here. Now, for those of you who don't know, when an alligator pops his head up out of the water, all you see is his eyes and his snout. Now, if you measure, if you look at it and you can go, okay, from his nose to his eyes is, let's say, about four or five inches, that's how long the whole entire alligator is. In feet, this alligator here looks to be, from his nose to his eyes, probably about 16 inches. So watch this guy jump out of the water. He jumps out of he falls. he falls. Just like in the movie. He falls. He's walking backwards. He's like, holy shit. There he is. Well, that puts an end to my tarpon fishing. Wow. He's just staring at him. Just staring at him. Get back. Yeah. So he goes He's run a little further away from him. Don't lose your pole there. Don't lose your ugly stick. Oh my god. So like every white person in a horror movie, he goes back to go see where the alligator's turning around. Hey. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah, he's good. He's good 16-footer. So he goes back in the water. Of course, this is a dumbass kid. What should we do, Johnny? And I am out of here. Yeah. Screw <laughs> that. Yeah, don't blame me there, Tommy. Tommy, Jesus. Why would you even chase him after that? I guess you're you're curious. You know, I guess Floridians, we know the our limits for looking at alligators and how everyone in Florida thinks they know anything about alligators, right? Now, one more before I'll let you guys get back to what you got to do. This gentleman right here, this is a story in itself, bought a car from a, from a lady, was scrapping it, and completely, we've seen a lot of bizarre custom vehicles, diesel-powered Mustangs, blinged-out semi-trucks. However, none of them are nearly as hilarious as this guy in this video with this chopped mystery car sitting at the gas station. Before you read or watch the video, take a guess about what this thing is before it went under the knife. Because if you could nail it, you are well-versed in crappy cars. So this guy is sitting, it's raining outside. Now he doesn't have a roof, he's got a windshield, he's got one seat, and then that's it. Four wheels, engine, and just the under construction. Like the car just came off the factory lot without the doors and everything on it. And this guy was just sitting at the gas station and this gentleman right here ran up to him to ask him a couple questions. This guy is a friggin' hoot. So here we go. Hey, how you doing, sir? Sorry to bother you, man. I just saw your vehicle, man. It seems like really original. Can you tell us what's up with your vehicle? It looks pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, it seems like uh, it was a Chevy Aveo and I got it real cheap. Got erect in the side and uh lady said, hey, can you fix my doors? I was like, sure. And went down there, I was like, I can't fix them. <laughs> it's going to cost 3000 So she said, how much would you give me for it? I was like, 200 She's like, give me three. So I drove it home. Hey, look, it's got AC. Uh, it was perfect mint condition. It's just too bad. I had, a, I had my chance to cut it. And I was like, hey, you know what? Here's my chance. Uh, I could wait until I'm dying of COVID or something, laying in the bed going, man, I should have cut that car up. I'm like, yeah, you should have. So I thought, fuck it, I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it worked perfect. Uh, I got to cut this off and the back off. Uh, the roll bar makes it safer, but I think I'm going to go higher with it in case I do flip upside down for some reason. Uh, take this off, take the dash, wrap the... I paid like 500 total, you know, for this. And it's cheap on gas. Uh, I don't like it when it rains now. I wish I'd left about that much more top on there. 
Um, it's pretty cool, though. A lot of people want to do it. I see there's a black lady said uh, videotaping, and, and I was like, hey, you like this thing? She's like, yeah. And uh, I said, you want one? She said, yeah. And then I said, well, give me 2000 She said, well, I got some extra cars. Uh, I could probably do it myself. I was like, no, you're going to break your nails if you try to do it. <laughs> and my friend would be like, my friend would be like, girl, what is you doing? Like, I- I'm taking my fender off. Like, sit your ass down. You know what I'm saying? You'll break your nails. This guy's a hoot. He goes on and on. I'll post the whole entire video. It's seven minutes long. The guy gets in all all different uh, situations that he's gotten into. But that's, uh, yeah, he's got like a, what is it? What do you call it? A Chevy Oveo? I didn't even know those existed. He stripped it down, uh, took everything off of him, just kind of cut it up so, to where it's like bare necessity. Seat, driver's seat, AC works. I don't know why it would, you would care about it. Everything's open. There's no back seat. There's no roof. There's no doors. There's no anything. There's no hood. Uh, it's got bumpers. I guess it's street legal as long as you have bumpers and turn signals and stuff. It's no different than like a go-kart or a doom buggy like that. All right, guys, I'll let you guys get back to what you got to do. Make sure you uh, go to ProfitRadio.com, click on the Deacon Live section. You can see all the stuff that we've done here on past shows as well and watch the videos and make sure you like, share us, and distribute it to all your friends. And we appreciate each and every one of you for listening to us, downloading us, and doing all the stuff that links us to you and us to you as well. On behalf of you guys, I'd like to thank each and every one of you. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, 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 come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.